I'm standing here by the grace of God. I know that indeed the strength that I have is only by his grace. I know what I've gone through since yesterday even to this morning. But the Lord is merciful. And I pray that in whatever way that you are going to hear this, whether, you know, in a very low voice or very strong voice, whether you are here or you are actually watching the streaming, may the Lord God Almighty minister to you in Jesus' name. Now, when it comes to evangelism, I believe that John chapter 4 is a wonderful passage that will expose to us what we need to do as a people, as disciples of Jesus Christ. For the Lord God Almighty will impress upon us the methods that actually we can use. As we learn from the Master today, may it be recorded that we will continue to learn and the Lord God Almighty will make us perfect even in whatever we lay our hands to do in his name. Jesus Christ is our greatest teacher when it comes to matters of Christian living or ministry. The Lord Jesus Christ will want us to know that if any Christian wants to excel in life and in Christian service, oh, they need to learn from him. The Bible says that let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. And I believe that it's not only by his humility and everything else that actually we have in the book of Philippians chapter 2 that this is referring to. I believe that we need to learn when it comes to the way Jesus thought, the way he talked, the way he walked, and every other thing that actually he did. Children of God must be found being truly little Christ. And in a year of deliberate witnessing, I know that as we go through this passage, we'll see about five or six things we can learn from the way the Lord handled this particular matter of witnessing in Samaria. The first thing that I guess we need to actually do is to see is that Jesus will seize every opportunity to deliver the message of God. The Lord seized the opportunity that he had in witnessing to a woman, a Samaritan woman, an unusual woman who actually would want to hide from his her own people so that she could actually have a free time without anybody gossiping about her. Jesus sees that opportunity. And um, I love the passage, uh, um, verse 4, which actually we did not read. Uh, verse 4 says that Jesus 
needed to go through Samaria. And some other translations will have, Jesus must go through Samaria. He proposed in, in, in himself to go through Samaria. And in going through Samaria, he had a reason for it. He had a reason for it. I believe that um, deliberate witnessing must actually make us to sit down and really plan as to where we want to visit and as to what we need to do as we walk along. It is important for us to deliberately plan to visit. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was tired and I believe that he was not only tired, he was hungry. He was not only hungry, he was thirsty too. And I just want to imagine 12 disciples going with Jesus, at least 12. And all of them went to seek for food. Isn't that actually, you know, strange? Huh? Today, I know that some pastors that have bouncers will not allow all of them to go away like that. If in the first place, I don't know who is actually seeking to kill us. You know, that we will have bouncers all around. But the truth of the matter is this. Jesus did not have bodyguards. He had students. He had pupils who actually will want to learn from him by being apprenticed you know, in his fold. All of them went. The Lord proposed it. The Lord planned it. Because if one of them had stayed, I tell you what, that one would have been a hindrance. He sent them away. He knew what was coming. And also, you know, while he was seated by the water, water pour, uh, the, the well, the one that actually the Lord uh, wanted to meet came to him. And um, so as we go out, we cannot just go out as a people and say, uh, maybe we should try this. We should try that. We've been going out for some months now to a particular place very close to uh, the new uh, estate, Orange Estate, and sincerely speaking, there's a lot of work to be done there. We thank God for the two times that we've been there, and those of us who do not have the habit of going out to witness for the Lord, you missed out. And I pray that the next time, nobody will tell you, you'll not be told what actually happened. The second thing we see about the style of Jesus in evangelism, in evangelizing the world, is that Jesus treated people with a sense of worth. Jesus treated people with a sense of worth. Where we went to, we had the downtrodden, the really poor people who are staying on a land that they can be driven out anytime any moment. The houses they, 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 they live in 
is a contrast to the houses that you find around that place. And I know that when the Orange uh, Estate uh, will, be, will be developed, is it? Is that orange? Uh -huh. they, 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 will, they will be displayed. They will have to leave. Shanty houses. But people are people. When we go to witness to these people, we must not in any way look down on them. We must not in any way speak to them as if they are not worthy of our encounter. Jesus Christ showed this to us. Many Jews will not in any way see this woman as worth, in, uh, as worth anything. He's not worthy of the other time. He's not worthy, she's not worthy of anything that actually they want to, to, to bring to her. Number one, she was a Samaritan. And two, she was a woman. And three, a divorcee many times. So here we see that Jesus Christ looked upon her and found usefulness in this woman. He will not judge by what he sees. He will not judge by what he hears. He saw beyond what this woman will present. And the Lord God Almighty will help us as a church to do that. When uh, you go to any place, I think it was John Knott that actually said, far be it from me that after staying for 15 minutes with any individual, I will not introduce Jesus to such a person. I pray that my life will be like that. That I will stay with somebody and within 15 minutes, I'll be able to actually introduce the person to Jesus Christ. A lot of people go to church, but they are not in Christ. A lot of people even come to church, they listen to sermons, but the message has not sunk in for them to know that truly Jesus Christ died for sinners. We must not take for granted that someone has said that I'm a Christian. I go to redeem uh, church. In most cases, they all go to redeem church. Huh? Because when you say that, we, you find Baptist people coming to, to preach to you and you say, I'm, I, I go to a Baptist church. What next will we ask? Who is your pastor? Is that true? But when they say they go to redeem church, do you know the names of the pastors in redeem church? So they always lie about that. But we must not in any way. Just take them by their words like that. To introduce Jesus to them. We must stop labeling people. The world has a way of labeling us. Oh, African. Oh, this. Oh, that. A woman. Oh, a wretched man. And so on and so forth. We must go beyond the labeling. The stereotyping. And go straight to address that individual with the word of God. Everyone is important to God. So far, you are a human being. Thirdly, Jesus Christ teaches us here that we need to establish a genuine need 
in people's lives to establish a genuine need in people's lives no matter how rich no matter how sophisticated no matter how lowly any human being may be everybody has a need I will not say like uh, the evil genius that says that uh, everybody has a price. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Some people cannot be bought. But everybody has a need. There is no one that is self-sufficient. There is no one that will say that I can live by myself. I don't need anybody. I watched um a television program many, many years ago that has stayed, that has stuck in my head. It's about Twilight Zone. That's the, um, the, 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 the series, Twilight Zone. And um, this man found himself to be the only one who survived the um, disaster that happened to the world. And, um, oh, he was very, very happy that Ah, he's still alive, and so on and so forth. Oh, so I'm the only one, and so on. You know, but this man, this man was handicapped in the sense that he uses glasses. You know, this and sort of um, correcting your, your eyesight. Huh? And um, while he was actually going, guess what? The, the glasses, the eyeglasses eye, eye dropped. And he stepped on it. And the thing broke. He would need what? A high specialist, Abby. Or uh, ophthalmologist, whatever. But none could be found because he was the only one alive. And guess what? His eyes were getting very bad. And I knew that he was actually wishing to die too. But death ran away from him. What are we saying? You have a need. I have a need. The greatest need that everyone should actually seek for is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. That is why Jesus Christ said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Your boss that you see seated on a big chair in a big office behind a big table needs Jesus. When you think about him as if he's all in all, no, without Jesus, he's nothing. And I pray that you find time to really seek a way to make him or her know the need for a savior so that when you get to heaven, it will not be that uh, you'll be reported to Jesus. Ah, you see, if Grace had told me and I heard her for 20 years in my office, she never told me about Jesus. Oh, that you, the blood of this, your boss, will not be in your hand. He has a need and you have the solution. You have what it takes to actually meet that need. I pray that you will, by the grace of God, surrender your life deliberately, witness to that bus. You're cleaner. You're cleaner. 
When you, when you hear some names, you are actually tempted to reason within your head. This must be ah, someone close to Christ, uh, Christians. This one is not a Christian, and so on and so forth. Anyone that actually you believe that you need to ask, are you in Christ? We had somebody working for us. His name is Yusuf. Not Yusuf and Nebi. You know? In my area, when you bear the name Yusuf, huh, it depicts that you are a Muslim. And we had to ask him, are you a Muslim? And he said, no. I'm a Christian. Ah, with Yusuf, well, I said, it's not too far from what actually I am. I am Lawal. And um, I'm a Christian. And I'm a pastor too. So, which church do you go? He said, redeem. I said, ah, uh-huh. another redeem. You know, but the truth of the matter is actually that um, he made us to know that he was, he is rather, in Christ Jesus. Now, in establishing genuine need to, with this woman, guess what? The Lord Jesus Christ said to this woman, go and bring your husband. That need was brought out. Go and bring your husband. The Lord turned the matter of water to the matter of life situation. A lot of us love to talk about football. Uh, mind you, winning the cup and so on and so forth. Uh, and, you know. But in talking about sports, we can change it to talking about the essential things of life. That is salvation. Jesus Christ said, go and bring your husband. And I want us to actually look at this. When the woman said, I have no husband, the tendency for you and me to say to the woman, you are a liar, is great. Is that true? But Jesus Christ said, you have said well. What you said is very right. Not trying to buy her, not trying to cajole her, no. Jesus knew that yes, what she just said was true. The only thing about it is this, huh? you've had five husbands before and the one that you now live with is not your husband. So, what you have said is perfectly right. Do you know what actually pushes people off? When you are too critical of them. When you are too critical of them. How will you want to witness to somebody who is wearing a saggy something and you say, uh, uh, you know what? This that you are wearing will not take you to heaven. What is that to you? Take the person the way he or she is. What the person needs to know is who? Jesus. We are overcritical of people to the point that we condemn them before we now be, bring the message of Christ to them. Jesus was not like that. And he would not want us to do like that. The important statement here is Jesus affirming 
to this woman that she has spoken the truth. And therefore, her ears were opened to the words of Jesus Christ. I pray sincerely that um, when we go for evangelism, uh, will not in any way condemn anybody because it is not in a place to condemn anybody. We must not be judgmental. We must not in any way or fashion even look at people who come to church as if they don't belong here. Hmm? I'm sorry for our churches and our villages. All they seek for is how people dress. If you're a woman and you're not having head gear on, it's as if hell will break. If anybody comes in, huh, and a, a man for that matter with long hair, let the person sit. When the person meets with Jesus, things may change. It is not for us to judge anybody. And I pray that if someone is very close to you and, um, and there's a lot of body odor coming from that person, you know something? Enjoy it. Oh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. That person may actually come back to be your Sunday school teacher one day. And then you'll be able to interact very well so that situation can change. Some people are naturally, you know, they have body odor. No matter how much they wash, it cannot, it will not totally go away. We know that there are some remedies that we can give. What I'm saying in essence is this, huh? Don't leave cheers. Ah, you have traveled before. You know what actually happens when you go to some um, Western countries? Huh? If you're a black person and you sit, the likelihood is that nobody will sit around you. Even some who are seated before, and as soon as you sit, they start living. I don't think actually Christ is in that church. Sorry, I'm judging. But candidly speaking, when you make people feel bad, people feel somehow to be strangers in the midst of brothers and sisters, something is wrong. We must not in any way do that. And God forbid that we will. Fourth thing that actually I see that Jesus Christ is teaching us is this. Jesus presents a message. Jesus Christ presented a message to this woman. And it's found in verse 26. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. What actually led to this? I know that the one that is called the Messiah, the Christ, will be coming soon. And when he comes, he will explain all things to us. The natural thing about Jesus Christ is, uh, he will not want to reveal his identity. But in this particular instant, or instance, he had to. He revealed his identity to this woman. The one speaking to you 
is the Messiah. Church, the message we need to preach to the world is Jesus. Is Jesus, not yourself. You don't matter. You don't matter. It's Jesus that is the good news. And I see us preaching sometimes about morality. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not do this, and so on and so forth. And the reply that you may actually have is the reply that the rich man gave to Jesus Christ when Christ was trying to test him. I have been performing all this. I have been keeping all this right from my youth. And I see that something is still empty about me. Morality is good, but without Jesus, sincerely, you are heading to hell. We may actually want to preach, in most cases, about breakthrough. Oh, the Lord can take you away from this poverty. Let me tell you what. The poverty that is physical is by far bearable, more bearable than the spiritual poverty. A lot, of, a lot of people in Nigeria are rich, but they are totally empty, totally poor when it comes to spiritual matters. We ignore them. We see them in their eyes and we say to, 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 to ourselves, oh, I wish I could be like that. God forbid that I will be without Christ. So therefore, breakthrough that we actually preach and so on and so forth in church Yes, it's good, but Christ is the message. Prosperity is not the message. Prosperity, no matter how wealthy you may be on, 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 on the surface of the earth, without Jesus, you are not in any way anything to reckon with. Miracles are good. Oh, come for your miracle. Come for your sight, and so on and so forth. Let me tell you what. A lot of people are raised from the dead and they died again. But where you spend eternity is more of priority to the Lord than anything else. So Jesus is the message. He is the good news. Then lastly, and this is where I believe that everyone here present, you know, should please, please listen to this last point. Jesus Christ used a changed life for a witness. Jesus Christ used a changed life for a witness. What happened? The man the woman, rather, the Samaritan woman ran to Jacob's well to fetch water. She did so secretly, wanting to avoid people, but having met with the Lord, having met with the Lord, her life changed. And what happened? She left a jar and rushed to the city not to fetch water but to fetch people. 
Have you met with the Lord? Have you truly met with the Lord? Has something changed in your life? To the point that after knowing this Jesus, you are still keeping to yourself. You are still very much shy to make Jesus known. She went to the people that will always reject her. The people that will laugh at her. The people that actually looked at her as nothing, even though they were also Samaritans. The people she was trying to avoid by going to fetch water at 12 noon. A time Huh? Many doctors will say that no, you, you, you must not walk in the sun. The intensity of the sun can actually break you. Hide somewhere. She took the time when nobody will be there to go. But having met with Jesus, guess what? Things changed. She rushed back to the people that will normally have laughed at her, made jest of her. She couldn't, she wouldn't mind. Come and see. Come and see. I found him. I found him. He told me everything that I have ever done. Every wrong that I've ever actually committed. She was not ashamed of her situation anymore. For she found a way of acceptance. God will accept people who actually will repent. But let me ask again, have you really found Jesus? How many people have you introduced Jesus Christ to? Will you, as a Christian, stand before your relations to tell them about Jesus and they will not tell you, shut your mouth? Who are you to preach to us? Don't we know your lifetime? If Jesus is boiling in you, they will forget about your lifestyle. They will only want to listen to the message that has actually turned you around. And this is exactly what a lot of people today are performing religion. We perform religious rites when we come to church, but the sense of true belonging to Jesus is far away from us. Our priorities have not changed yet. We are still running after worldly things. And in fact, there is no good news in us because Jesus is not there. Things of the earth, the songwriter says, will go strangely dimmer in the light of Jesus' glory and grace. Where are you? I pray that this year you will deliberately, deliberately witness for Christ. A question was asked when we had this uh, Dickens Fellowship, uh, a dinner at the Ores. And I thank God because my dear sister, you know, just, uh, Mrs. Abimbola Oyeni was the one given the question to, to, to answer. What can we do to really fill this place up? And the answer was sincerely mind-blowing. 
if you and you and you and me we only bring one soul in a year one soul huh, to this place before you know it we'll be having three four services filled up with people how many souls have you brought since you believed how many souls have you brought to Christ this woman brought the old city she brought the old city why she found fulfillment in Christ Jesus as we should bring fulfillment to the lives of many outside Christ May the Lord God Almighty help us so to do. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Are you here this morning and you want to give your life to Jesus? There is no painting about it. If you're with, without Jesus, you know it. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, sincerely, you have a lot that you're missing. And I'm not talking about, oh, you'll be rich. Oh, you'll be well. You'll be this. Eternity is the gift. If you want this eternal life in Jesus Christ alone, but you have not released yourself to Jesus, can I see your hands up to accept him and say that truly is my Lord, is my Savior. From now on, I belong to him. Money cannot save you. Your status cannot save you. Your social class cannot save you. Only Jesus can save. Are you here this morning? You want to give your life to Jesus? Just raise your hand wherever you are. 